Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. All right. Welcome back to the Rethink Retail podcast. My name is Trevor Sumner. I'm the head of AI and innovation at Radiant. And here we are at NRF. I'm super excited to welcome our guest, Raj Ramanan, who is the CEO of Axel Hire. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Awesome to have you here. Axel Hire is a fast growing last mile delivery provider that is currently disrupting UPS and FedEx by providing 99% plus delivery rates and a premium Amazon-like experience to such brands as Nespresso, where I order regularly. Happy to hear that. I'm shocked. You know, I get the two-day delivery and it always shows up in one day or less in New York City. We deliver in New York, so that might be us. That is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. And my (laughs) wife thanks you. Um, Very welcome. Also with American Eagle, HelloFresh. Last year, you did about 16 million packages. That's right. It was our highest volume year in our nine-year history. So something we're very proud of. And you focus on the major metro areas. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you came as CEO of Axel Hire from Scorpion, which is a digital marketing services That's right. provider. And you've also held various different roles at Hearst and KKR, yep. McKinsey and Company. So, you know, you've kind of dug into the retail industry. You've met with dozens of executives. You're going to share a little bit about changes in the online and delivery industry. And I'm super happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Great. So what brought you to Axel Hire? What was the impetus that said, like, this is the right opportunity for you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, what I love about Axel Hire is that it has incredibly high product market fit, obviously, right? Nine years, record growth, 70% Kager. We love our customers. Our customers love us. 145% net revenue retention. So I thought I was walking into a proven business model with great technology, All of our technology is homegrown. We can talk more about kind of what that means and why that's differentiated. And really, the biggest challenge is one of marketing and sales and storytelling. I think we're like the best kept secret in logistics, and I don't want that to be true. And so coming here to see such a phenomenal platform, phenomenal team, phenomenal tech, it's kind of a too good to be true opportunity that I had to take. Yeah, well, I mean, those metrics are fantastic. I think everybody would kill for 145% net revenue retention and 70% CAGR, especially in this market. Yeah. Now, you talk about the importance of premium delivery experience Absolutely. as part of the overall kind of customer journey and customer experience. What do you mean by that? Because like people think about shipping and logistics and they're like, it's kind of like the boring part of the business, sure. but like it doesn't have to be. So That's tell right. me about what the premium experience well, looks like. Think about like, what's a brand you love? Like a brand. That Nespresso. You- Nespresso Absolutely. or like a retail brand where you walk into a store. Uh, we just talked about, actually, I'll tell you what, Vori. Yeah. Vori? I love Yori. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. The most comfy sweatpants in the cool. world. Okay. That's a I'm great not a example. I'm guy and I love, like, I want to be in those sweatpants all the time. All right. So great. That's a perfect example. So I'm 46. I have two young kids. I've recently discovered pickleball. I love pickleball. This is, I'm embarrassing myself on this podcast, but I recently bought Viore clothes and you walk into the store and it's this amazing experience. People are so knowledgeable, limited SKU count, great recommendations. I love their clothes. I then ordered online. And that same experience is completely lost. It took eight to 10 days, generic packaging. When brands deliver, you're kind of giving a gift to your end customer. And this is your most critical touch point. You're handing your product to your customer. 
And the retail experience at Fiori, Lululemon, Apple, it's like this beautiful, beautiful experience. Yet the delivery experience, most typically by the nationals, doesn't match that. So our goal is to match the beauty and the impact of the delivery experience with that of the physical retail world and create this like magical aha unboxing moment when you get a delivery. It's like ultimately a gift to yourself. Yeah, that's actually like I love these so much. I just bought them as gifts. Yeah. For a variety of people. And I, I bought the gifts online because I thought that would be easy. And it just kind of came in a plastic bag and yeah. like dumped the sweatpants out. And I was exactly. like, you don't appreciate how much I love this product. That's exactly. Like right. the whole unboxing experience yeah. is very big, especially for influencers, but it should be for your customers as well. So what does the ultimate delivery experience then look like? And, and, and what does, you know, Axel Hire provide to sure. actually do that? If you think about first from a customer standpoint, the perfect delivery experience is, you know, free fast and super high quality. Yep. So it shows up on time exactly where I want it, like on my porch or maybe hidden away to worry about porch pirates. It's when they say it is, I can track it in real time. And yeah, just kind of beautiful experience. And that's what we offer. So we offer a, a delivery experience for any brand that's of the same caliber as Amazon Prime. So you can track your delivery in real time. You can upload delivery instructions. So we do a lot of high value items and perishables. So you could say like, hey, I want this in the shade by my side door. I want it under a bench. And this gets pushed to our drivers. You get a proof of delivery. So a picture with an identifiable landmark so you know that it arrived. And if you want a different delivery time or a different location, you could text with the driver in real time. So all of this creates a very magical delivery experience. Literally, when we place boxes, they're right side up with the logo facing you. So you open your door and you see this thing. It's like, again, like a gift to yourself. And that's something we're very, very proud of. And we consider ourselves an extension of our brand, and we're sort of stewarding this critical step of the customer journey. And that's something that we take very seriously and are very proud of. Yeah. So, I mean, I think about that. It is actually kind of magical to yeah. see just such a well-executed, oh, here's a photo of your package. Like, it's not necessarily like hard, right? Like capturing on a mobile app, hey, uploading a photo to my tracking number record. Why do you feel like FedEx, UPS are unable to get that ultimate delivery experience today? Why do you have that advantage that that's, they can't replicate? That's a very, very good question. Now, I don't want to talk ill of, of any of our competitors or anything like that. I think fundamentally, they're just in a different business model, right? They're huge, they're national and international. And the use case they're solving is like, let me get a package from anywhere to anywhere with relatively higher quality than the post office. What we're really doing is focusing on some of these large population centers around the country to get that extra, right? To get to 99% on time to create that magic moment for some of the best brands in the country that really, really care about customer experience. Okay. So you say 99% on time. What is an industry standard for a FedEx or UPS? I don't, don't call a specific yeah, one yeah, out. Not, I'm not asking you to be negative, but what does that look like comparatively? Is it 98.5 or is it 95? That's or? a great question again. Obviously, huge variance between which of these major nationals and which geographies and things like that. What we typically see is sort of anywhere from like 95 to 97%. And you think like, oh, 99.6, which is how we closed the last year. Every tenth of a percent has this dramatic impact on our customer, right? On our brand. So you think about it. You're surprising and delighting that many more customers who are going to repurchase from you. They're not going to return. They're not going to complain. They're more likely to cross by or buy something else. So that has this huge impact on like our customers, the brands, and their customer satisfaction. Every point or every tenth of a point is incredibly valuable. So 
we push ourselves to get better every day and drive that on-time delivery up and up and up and up. Yeah, I think the best retail experiences, whether it's a you know from a Walmart to a Starbucks, they're so relentless about eking out that you know every point one percent. Exactly. Have you been able to map that delivery rate or that experience to any customer sat metric or any difference in NPS or repeat order rate reduction in returns? We have, yeah. So you know, I mentioned we love our customers. Our customers love us. One of the most differentiated things we do is dedicated customer service. We talk to our customers every week. We have QBRs every quarter that are in person, and brands have access to every delivery in real time every single day. So we're able to measure the impact we're having on their business. And we've driven with some of our best brands something like a 20% increase in their customer lifetime value and a material decrease in returns. 20%. 20%. 20%. Yeah. All right. something we're incredibly proud of. Now, where does one find that case study? Because I think people think, oh, I could just FedEx it or UPS it or whatever the other options are. I think if people said, hey, 20% increase in customer lifetime value, they'd say, I want to see that as proof, right? Because it's very hard for us to say, oh, 99.6% instead of 95 to 97 and say, that's a 20% increase. That's right. Is that a case study specifically you have on a website or- So we have a a series of case studies on our website. You can reach out to us, our sales team, our marketing team, anytime. Come find me. I'm I'm happy to provide more stats and case studies with specific brands that we've driven this kind of impact with. That's fantastic. I actually, right after this, I will go because that's fantastic. And again, it's, I think, an an overlooked piece. And I think part of it is, you you talked about the other providers going for mass scale. I think they're trying to position it as inexpensive Mm -hmm. and you know, what does that cost to have that extra ultimate delivery experience that you've out, out, outlined? So surprisingly, and like, this kind of sounds too good to be true. So with our major purchasers, you have to hit price speed quality. Those are the gates. You have to be at least as good as the nationals, if not better, to give them a reason to buy. And then everything else is sort of extra credit, right? So we're able to offer in our markets and with our brands prices that are competitive, if not better than the nationals. The reason are two things, right? We have a very, very lean business model. So our COO, Adam Bryant, came from HBS and Tesla. We've kind of wired in our warehouse operations to be super lean. We also leverage delivery partners and gig drivers. So, you know, you think about a national, a truck driving your neighborhood nine miles a gallon every single day. We only deploy routes when we have something to deliver. So we have a very lean, flexible model. And the second, Evan Robinson, our VP of engineering, has built an unbelievable tech ecosystem, completely homegrown from brand experience to warehouse management. We do our own routing and dispatch. When we benchmark our routing against third parties, we're 9% more efficient in terms of like route density. And those are all savings that we pass on to our customers. So by having great tech and a lean business model, we are actually price competitive and in a lot of cases cheaper than the nationals, despite providing significantly better on-time performance and value. So if you were a stakeholder at a retailer or a company looking at delivery services, what would be the criteria? What would be the decision-making process? Would you pick one carrier, multiple carriers? How, do you, how would you recommend they think through a set of criteria to make that decision? Great question. So what's nice is you know, between sort of technology and as the delivery ecosystem has evolved, more and more brands can support more and more carriers. I'd say maybe 20 years ago, the average was three or four, the big ones. And now a lot of great brands that we're talking to have six and eight carriers to offer differentiated service in different geographies or for different use cases, different delivery horizons and things like that. So I'd say one, make sure you're optimizing your 
delivery ecosystem for price, quality, speed, and these sort of other criteria. The second thing I'd say is it's very easy when you're in logistics to be myopically focused on sticker price or like, you know, shipping cost per box. I'd really think about it in terms of like total cost of ownership, right? Like a great example, if you're buying a car, right? We grew up in like, you know, Hondas and Toyotas, which are super reliable, you know, good cars. But as my parents are getting older, they've graduated to more of a luxury car where, you know, they'll come and pick up the car for oil changes. Like the total cost of managing a car is very different. In a similar way, working with us, I'd want decision makers to price in what's 1% higher OTD worth in terms of customer lifetime value, customer NPS, and the long time value of my business. What's being able to call an account manager, get them on the phone 24 hours a day if there's an issue with my line haul truck? What's being able to see every delivery on a screen? And let's say there are a few deliveries that have missed in a zip code because of traffic. I have the ability to go text and email my customers, right? So I would think about delivery experience holistically in terms of business value when I'm making this decision. I yeah. choose the absolute best partner that's like an extension of my brand promise. Yeah. I mean, I think the holistic total cost of ownership and the customer experience right now, there's so much competition for the customer. That's right. And customer loyalty is won over a lifetime and lost in a, you know, kind of single interaction. That's exactly um, right. Yeah. And I'm thinking about Vuori and the bag and the boxing and I'm like, yeah, I actually had a really negative reaction to it. Although they're still phenomenal products yeah, and love I'm, I'm loyal, yeah. but I'm much more likely to go in store than leverage the delivery yeah. for the future. I agree with So, you know, you talked a little bit about all the kind of, you know, what makes the logistics such a key part of the customer experience. There's a lot of focus right now in the industry around sustainability and yeah. ESG. Transportation is a big part of emissions. Looks like about 29%, depending yeah. on what data you look like at, you know, kind of 2019. There's just a general view that, you know, delivery and last mile delivery, especially as you kind of customize it, is less great for the environment. And that's of a concern to consumers. How do you respond to thinking through being part of that industry that has kind of a negative emissions, you know, kind of sense to it? Yeah, I think it's an opportunity to make an impact, right? I think everything you said is spot on. What's interesting is our clients increasingly care about sustainability. They're measured on it. That's something that's important to them. Yeah. And part of the thesis of founding this company and the investors sort of joining this company is around sustainability. So for example, because of our technology and because we leverage delivery partners and gig drivers, our routes are more efficient than the nationals, right? And we only deploy a driver when there's actually boxes to deliver. So we're not driving around idle or underutilized vehicles. If you combine all of that, our carbon emission per box is actually 84% below the nationals. And that rate is actually growing. 15, so 1.5% of our drivers currently are EV. That's obviously growing very quickly. And so we expect that edge to only grow. So every year we take off US roads, the equivalent of 3,000 cars, since inception, it's something like 10,000. And that's something that's very, very core to our mission. And it's really great to see that like brands care about this more and more and more. And something that we see to become even more of a priority in the years to come. And how do you see that actually flowing downhill to the consumer, right? Because that the message is important to the consumer. Do they select EV car only option and maybe pay additional price? Or do you see EV car being promoted as part of the checkout process because you're in a major metro area? And Axel Hire is going to be the one you know, delivering it. I actually love that idea. 
our head of marketing is sitting over there. <laughs> right now, that's something we promote to the brands. And so our customers really care about that in terms of like sustainability. And they're able to tout like emissions reductions and like their annual reports and things like that. I had not thought about actually marketing that to the end customer. I think that's a great idea and All something right. we should definitely consider. If that's we end why up I do this out. podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I owe you a drink or a great bottle of whiskey if we end up going down this road. All right. Well, yeah, owe me to it. I'll see you at the Rethink Retail Gala tonight. There should be more than one or two drinks in hand. Perfect. So. Perfect. Now, obviously, you talk to a lot of retail executives. Online ordering has seen, you know, kind of a huge peak. And then during COVID times, gone down, there's been some shift back to the store. There's a lot of talk about, you know, kind of store fulfillment networks. There's been more flux in terms of logistics, probably in the last three or four years because of COVID and other supply chain challenges that we've seen in decades. Yeah. What are you seeing as the key trends kind of moving forward? What should people be looking at and say, hey, you know, you really should be thinking about this next set of technologies or these next sets of capabilities to deliver to, to consumers. Yes. What I see is that, yes, so COVID created this absolute surge of demand. There's a lot of excess capacity that we're kind of recovering from. Demand arguably may have trailed off, although we didn't see that. We saw a really strong peak. What I see, though, is that like you kind of look at where people are investing. Amazon continues to invest in next day, same day, eight hour, four hour. Like, let me get you products right away. That's like, and they kind of lead, lead the customer experience. I know as an end consumer, especially with two little kids, my delivery expectations in terms of on time and speed only continues to grow. I want things, I mean, something takes more than next day. It's like shocking these days. Or if I have to pay for delivery, that it's a very surprising experience because Amazon's kind of spoiled us. I expect those trends to only continue and grow faster, cheaper, better for the end customer. That is for sure true. We talked about where Amazon's investing. Look at where Apple's investing too. Like they rolled out, I believe, two-hour delivery that's fulfilled from store. And I'd heard that they'd seen a really nice e-com lift just from that, right? And again, these great industry-leading brands, Amazon and fulfillment, or uh, Apple in terms of product and customer experience, if they're investing there, that's where the industry's going. And that's where we've seen a ton of growth as well. Yeah, I, I think it's hard because it's easy to say faster, cheaper, better, but it's usually pick two of the three, Yeah, right? And so the faster delivery is fascinating, but you know, I was talking to a startup called Dropshop and they're looking at same day delivery, two hour delivery, major metro areas, working with logistics providers, potentially such as yourself. And you know, you look at the cost of doing that on a two hour basis, and you know, there's a very limited market for that that potentially could be made up for increased conversion online through ads. And just kind of the strength of that customer experience, you know, do you think that there will be kind of same day shipping for more than just the Amazons of the world? We know why Amazon could do it because they have this unique level of scale. But what about, you know, kind of mid-market retailers who do have kind of metro level type of concentration? I do. I do think that increasingly becomes a customer expectation. And I think through partners like us, you know, we're able to help sort of mid-sized brands and larger create that Amazon caliber experience. Because what we do is we ingest products, we deal with the aggregation and sorting, and we're able to create that unbelievable delivery experience on a short timeline at very, very reasonable cost. Yeah. Look, there are times that I'm late on gifts for my wife where uh, the Net-A-Porter two-hour yeah. delivery service makes a ton of sense. You know, I think the question is how do you get it to a more mass market where it makes sense to invest in that infrastructure? Yeah, it really comes down to like, 
density and optimization. So as there's more demand for that, the market will kind of meet that. But what I see right now is, yes, there's a lot of demand for two hour and four hour, but paid, right? Like the customer will pay for that. Apple's a great example. I think the customer pays $9 yeah. to get that delivery. It's worth it. You, $9 your iPhone, your so iPhone breaks. IPhone. Yeah, exactly. Right. On a $1,400 iPhone. And God forbid your iPhone's be, broke and yeah, we're helpless pay, without our iPhone. Don't right? tell Apple, but I'd pay anything to go, to go get that phone. But let's say you could get it for free in 24 hours. There's a huge volume of brands and clients and products that are willing to do that. And that's where I see the bulk of demand now that's slowly shifting to faster and faster times. And yeah. I feel very lucky that we're kind of ideally suited to take advantage of that. Yeah. So NRF is like almost like a New Year's Eve party for the retail industry. Yeah. There's all the hopes for the promise of 2024. You know, as you look at Axel Hire and your 2024, what are you looking to accomplish as a company? And whether it's kind of growth, new offerings, what are you excited about in 2024? Yeah. So again, I'm super, super proud of our technology, super proud of our operations, warehouse, the culture around that. I think we have a great team. I'm very, very happy with the talent that was there and the few pieces that I was able to bring on board. What I'm most excited about for this year is driving growth. Just like you said, we're the best kept secret in logistics. That shouldn't be the case. We have the ability to drive a lot more volume in our existing kind of platform, like it's built for scale. I think what we do is very differentiated and special. And I want to share what we do with just like more and more great brands that prioritize customer experience, right? There are great brands out there. Viore, you know, being a, a great example, someone I'd love to meet, and some, someone I'd love to talk to because I believe in their product so much that kind of punt on that last piece of customer experience. And if we could be that missing link to give that magical retail experience that I had to anyone that delivers online, like that's a huge mission. And you could expand that to food categories, perishables, medicine, like these things just have real, real societal impact in terms of economic and real value, let alone the sustainability angle. And so delivering that mission to more people is something I'm extremely excited about. Yeah. Well, the good news is when you have case studies like the ones you mentioned, as well as you connect it into a community like the Rethink Retail TRE yeah. community, word gets around pretty quickly when they're special type of offerings, such as what you've been describing. Raj, I want to thank you for joining us on this Rethink thank Retail so podcast. This has been uh, amazing. And as I said, you know, logistics isn't the sexy part of the business, but it's where businesses are often won or lost. And so I'm excited to see more about what you guys do for 2024 with Axel Hire. Thank you so much. Grateful for the opportunity and look forward to keeping in touch. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.